0: Hey there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome back to another episode of Tea for C. If you're interested in public affairs or communications, specifically working for tech companies in Silicon Valley, then this is the episode for you. Because my next guest led internal and external communications and public affairs at Google until she decided to quit and co-found a startup that builds software for musicians. But before I introduce you to the multi-talented Jessica Powell, I want to make sure you've signed up for the Java Junkies Journal. That's Time for Coffee's weekly newsletter that comes out on Mondays and gives you a sneak peek into the episodes and the professions we're going to be featuring that week. Just head over to the Time for Coffee website at time4coffee.org and the sign up box is right there. Now, my Java lovers, please grab your mug and take a chug of your favorite caffeinated beverage because it's time for another caffeinated career conversation. And my guest is Jessica Powell, the co-founder of AudioShape and author of The Big Disruption, a totally fictional but essentially true Silicon Valley story. The first novel that was ever published, by the way, by the digital platform Medium, The Big Disruption, has been read by over 200,000 readers. Jessica is also the former vice president of global communications and public affairs for Google and served on that company's management team. She's also the author of Literary Paris, and her fiction and nonfiction has been published in The Guardian, The New York Times, Wired, Fast Company, and Medium magazine. Jessica has also worked in marketing, in translation, and in policy in Europe and Asia, and she speaks six languages. Jessica, welcome to Time for Coffee. Are you caffeinated and ready to go? Very
1: caffeinated. Very ready to go. (laughs) Okay. Well,
0: as the mother of three young children and the CEO or the co-founder of a startup and
1: writing all the time, you've got to have caffeine. I actually only have it right in the morning because otherwise I'm too wired to go to sleep at night. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And that would be a problem.
0: You need your sleep. So let us jump into those 10 espresso shots. The first one being what entry level jobs are available to young people who are eager to break into the field of communications, Jessica?
1: Well, I think there are two quick answers. One is going into anything related to communications, like say journalism, is always a good path. In terms of going directly into communications, both companies and agencies, meaning communications agencies that do PR for companies, both of them need entry-level staff. And there's all kinds of jobs that range from following the media and doing what are called press clippings and understanding the stories that are happening. Those are kinds of things that are very typical in entry-level communications jobs. Great. What is a
0: useful, hard and soft skill or skills that you've looked
1: for over the years in the young people that you've hired, Jessica? I think writing skills are fundamental. It's not only something that is very useful to you, but also it's going to be one of the biggest things that you can offer your clients, right? You're either in-house, the companies you're working for, the people whose, whose communications you are writing, but also, or if you're working in an agency. So I think writing skills are fundamental. For me, that was really make or break. I don't think I ever hired someone who I thought was a poor writer. And soft skills, being able to communicate, right? And, and by that, I don't mean that you need to be an extrovert. I'm not. I'm an introvert. But being able to talk to people and ask questions and be curious and be able to then communicate that to others. I think is really important. I'm so glad that you
0: self-identified as an introvert or somebody who isn't an extrovert because I think there is a misperception out there that in order to be in the field of communications, you need to have some huge personality and love networking.
1: Oh, I hate it all. I hate all of that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. So what about someone's major is it a deciding factor to get into this profession? In other words, if they haven't studied communications or public relations, is it a deal breaker?
1: Oh, no, of course not. I mean, I didn't study communications. And I actually think the vast majority of people I've hired or who worked for me didn't study communications. I think the having a writing heavy major is very important. So something in the humanities is very useful. Having said that, if you are looking to go into say tech communications it doesn't hurt at all to have a science background and have coding background just because you're going to understand some of the technical concepts perhaps more quickly but I think the biggest thing is just to make sure that you have done enough writing work to show that you're strong in that area but the major doesn't matter at all in my opinion great what about a grad school degree and if so,
0: which ones are the most useful ones to have and this is less so for someone who's looking for an entry level position more so for somebody who really wants to get into the C suite
1: same thing i think it doesn't matter at all i mean at google i did hire a lot of people who had graduate degrees but i certainly didn't care one way or another i didn't have a graduate degree i saw no particular correlation between having a graduate degree and success in the field so it never in fact i in some ways i preferred practical experience over a graduate degree because so much of communications is a practice and not necessarily something you study. But again, having just like with the undergraduate question, I think anything that shows a development of writing skills, whether that meant you had to write a thesis or a, a dissertation or were doing research in a writing heavy, reading heavy discipline, those are they're only going to be pluses, but it's definitely not necessary. Wonderful. What about life
0: experiences, Jessica? And this is not classroom related but more like extracurricular activities? Or for that matter, I mean, you're somebody who studied many different foreign languages. What do you think are the life experiences that are most useful for someone to have who's starting out in this field?
1: As I was saying before, I think anything where you are developing your writing skills and communication skills generally is going to be useful. I also think any situation where you are throwing yourself into an environment where you don't you aren't the expert. So in my case, I lived in a bunch of different countries and learned those languages while living there. I actually think that was very helpful in communications because you have to navigate not actually understanding a lot of what's around you and finding some sort of shorthand to make sense of it to yourself. And I think that's a lot of what communications is. It's taking a problem or a product that someone has brought you that's usually very complicated and then figuring out a way to communicate that to a mass audience. And you aren't going to have the same level of technical expertise. And I say technical expertise in the broadest sense. You're not going to have the same level of expertise as the person who's coming to you with this thing. And so how do you translate that to people like you or other people who don't necessarily have that same level of knowledge? How can you tell a compelling and interesting story to people?
0: So it sounds like living overseas is a good way to kind of practice that.
1: Sure. I'm a big advocate for people going abroad for a whole host of reasons. But if it helps you justify your career in journalism or communications or marketing, go for it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What about being in communications, Jessica? Something you've done for many years, even though you are not doing that right now. What is the best part for you of having been in this profession?
1: The best part, I loved the people I worked with. I just thought, unlike some industries or some fields, people who work in communications come from such a broad set of backgrounds. Like, you know, your questions earlier about what majors and what experiences, and I kind of keep saying, well, no, your major doesn't matter that much. And you certainly don't need to have a graduate degree. You can't say that about every field. And so when I was in communications, I worked with ex-lawyers and ex-journalists, ex-policy people. I worked with ex-scientists. People came to communications from a lot of different fields. And I think what united them generally was a love of storytelling and writing and communicating. And so I think that just makes for really good, a really good group of people and good banter during the workday.
0: For sure. Now we both know that even the best jobs out there have aspects that aren't so much fun. So what was the part of your job as vice president of global communications and public affairs at Google that sucked the most?
1: Yeah, I would say the, and this would not be applicable to every communications job, but I'd say any communications job at a big company that is very much in the news, you're going to have a lot of unpredictable work and unpredictable hours. So many times a week, I would say I would get a phone call at 11 o'clock at night or six in the morning where something had gone horribly awry in some part of the world. And I was either being briefed on it or was being asked to weigh in on it. It's just a much less predictable because you're, you're, a lot of your workload is determined by what's happening in the news. And that would be different, say, if you were developing a product or working on research. Those have their own stressors, of course, but they're not as susceptible to, say, a 24-hour news cycle. Definitely. It sounds almost like the life of a journalist covering your right. beat, covering the tech beat or covering foreign affairs or covering politics. Right. I think a beat reporter would have the similar thing. But, you know, if you were working in a communications job at a a nice medium sized company that might occasionally be in the news where actually your bigger challenge is to try and get attention for the company, not to keep attention from the company, your work life balance, so to speak, is probably going to be much better.
0: Absolutely. But when you're working for a company like Google, that's often a newsmaker, not so much the case. Right. Jessica, what is the best career advice you've ever gotten?
1: Well, I can give you two pieces of advice. The first was from my father early, early on, who just said, there's nothing like owning your own business and being your own boss. And I think he didn't necessarily mean it specifically that one had to have one's own business, but rather you just needed to be in control of what you were doing. And I actually that that I think more than anything I've ever heard has stuck with me. In terms of very practical, use it right away advice that I got, I remember at one point early in my career, another woman pointed very concretely to a meeting that we had both been in and said you could have been more assertive in that meeting. And it was hard feedback to hear, but I realized that she was right that I was holding back quite a bit with my opinions because of a sort of unstated deference for the other people in the room who were older than me, who had more experience. And even though I was the only one in the room doing my specific thing, meaning communications, I was being quieter out of respect for their experience. And while I think there's a lot of value to listening and understanding that people who have more experience may have certain knowledge or wisdom that you don't, you don't want to be silencing yourself to the point where you're not actually adding any value in the room. And I was doing that. So that was very good advice.
0: Terrific. Thank you so much. Two final espresso shots. What movies, if any, or Netflix, Hulu, Amazon shows, or books, Jessica, do you think
1: accurately depict your profession? you know, I don't think I've ever seen a show or movie about PR. If it did exist, it probably would not be very flattering. It would be like a fashion publicist or, a, or like a political operative, right? Who's trying to manipulate the media. So I, I don't know what it would be, but it probably wouldn't be flattering. <laughs> but certainly we could say in terms of the industry of working
0: in Silicon Valley, the big disruption might be a good place to start.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yes. I mean, certainly in terms of understanding the industry, and there is a little bit in there about certainly about communications and how these companies market themselves to the world. Absolutely. Do you want to tell our listeners a little more about it? Well, the book is a satire. It's not a thinly veiled book about Google. It is about the tech industry and very much about what happens out here in Silicon Valley, both the large tech companies as well as the startups. And it's about a man who goes to interview at a company, the world's largest internet company, and gets a job there. And in the process of trying to keep his job, you discover that the company is doing all of these really, really insane things to try and And increase its grip on the world. So that's probably the easiest description, but it's a very funny take on what happens here with like, I'd say a good dose of criticism about the industry, but I think also a lot of love in some ways for some of the stuff that makes the culture unique.
0: Awesome. I'll make sure to include a link to it in our show notes. Final espresso shot. What would Java junkies be surprised to learn about your profession, Jessica?
1: Probably the degree to which... You're involved in almost everything that happens at a company. I think that people think of communications sometimes as it's that publicist who makes the call, who sets up an interview, or who silences a journalist or pitches a journalist. But a lot of what happens in communications is really sitting down with the teams that are involved, perhaps in a product launch, or perhaps with lawyers that involves a lawsuit, and understanding the problem and understanding all angles of it. So you really have a holistic concept at almost any given time, what's happening in the company. And so whereas if you go into other fields, say you go into business development you're really going to understand the larger competitive landscape and what the company's viewpoint is related to all these competitors or potential acquisitions, or you go into product and you're very focused on building a particular kind of product or the features for a product. But in communications, you have to be across all of that. So you understand at a more superficial level, sure, but you understand what's happening on the business development side. You understand what's happening across all the products, what's happening across all the legal issues. And so the diversity of the role that you do is really fun. You really develop a good good knowledge of everything that's happening in a company and understanding the where the company's strong and weak and I think operationally you have to multitask so much and project manage so much that I think you get quite good at skills that are applicable to other fields as well Terrific! And for those of
0: our listeners who want to learn more about what Jessica did as Vice President of Global Communications and Public Affairs at Google and how she built her super interesting career, check out show notes for this episode to see if Jessica's main Time for Coffee interview has already dropped. And Jessica is the author of The Big Disruption, a totally fictional but essentially true Silicon Valley story. Jessica, thank Thank you so much for making Time for Coffee today with me and the Time for Coffee community. This was just wonderful.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.